And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, Movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's the Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy show from 1947. But it's time now for Movie Jeopardy. Lisa Wolf Trebek will play audio clips from popular movies. I'll try to name the movie while you play along at home, right, Lisa? That's right, Carl. And this edition of Hollywood 360, I chose a category with you in mind because you gave me a little flack for the musicals. Superman movies? No, no, but you gave me a little flack for the musicals last week. Mm-hmm. So this is for you, Carl. These are crime films. Ooh, crime films. Yes. So I'm going to do really well. I, I agree with that. Well, let, me, think, let me hang on. Let me take a provision. Uh-oh. Well, maybe you don't even need it. I mean, maybe you just got it up or, there. It helps. It helps. <laughs> Everything helps. <laughs> Everything else. <laughs> That's for sure. All right. I'm so all I think you'll do really well. This ready. is a category made for Carl Amari. Mm-hmm. Here is the first film going back to 2002. I'd like to apologize for what happened. Especially to you, Pa. Two weeks and a month. What can I say? We lost a good man last night. You think it's funny? Try again. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to apologize. Mm. Boy, I'll you tell would you what. like to apologize. Lost a good Try man. Again. Okay, that's a great movie. One of the it's greatest a great movies. Scene too. It's actually one of the greatest movies ever made. So if uh, if people have not seen this movie, they should. It's Road to Perdition. That's exactly right. And what a clip that is. And this was adapted from the novel written by... Max Allen Collins. Exactly. And starring... Tom Hanks. Right. And uh, Paul, Paul Newman. Newman. And um, the guys playing James Bond Jude right Law now. Jude Law and Daniel Craig. Yeah, Daniel exactly. Craig. Yeah. So the plot takes place in 1931 and um, received a five Academy Award nominations, including Best Supporting Actor for Robert Newman. So Robert uh, Paul Newman. Newman. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Great film. Yeah, great film. All right. Okay, next one, another great film, 1990. I'm your number one fan. There is nothing to worry about. You're going to be just fine. I'll take good care of you. I'm your number one fan. Mm-hmm. Where? We're just outside Silver Creek. Okay. How long? You've been here two days. And I'm going to take very good You're care of you. You're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, I've got you. Covered. My name is Annie Wilkes. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Wow. And doesn't she seem just, so caring at that moment? <laughs> just hearing that, it gives oh, me the creeps. I'm no, with you Makes the hair one. on the back of my neck stand up. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, there's another great film. 
Yes, and that is. is Misery. Misery is right. Uh, yeah. Directed by Rob Reiner and based on Stephen King's novel. Right. And starring, who was in that? James Kahn and, and also... Um, Kathy Bates. Yeah, Kathy Bates. Right, and right. she won the Academy Award for Best yeah. Actress that wow. year. Yeah. What a performance that was. That's an unbelievable movie. Even just movie. from that clip, you get a feel of how she changes movie. so quickly. Yeah. Wow. Okay, you're doing great. 2008. If you're good at something, never do it for free. How much you want? Uh, half. <laughs> You're crazy. I'm not. No, I'm not. If we don't deal with this now, soon, little uh, Gamble here won't be able to get a nickel for his grandma. Enough from the clown! Um... I think that's got to be Batman. I mean, like, you know, uh, you know, with that's Heath Ledger there is. Uh, so I'm guessing the, what's the, whatever the name of it is, but it's a Batman movie. It's the Dark Knight. Dark Knight I'll yeah. give that to you. Absolutely. Yeah. That's right. the sequel to Batman Begins, yeah. uh, which was 2005. This was 2008. Yeah. And um, this was, of course, Christian Bale and Heath Ledger and Gary Oldman and uh Maggie Gyllenhaal and Morgan Freeman and others, and mm-hmm. another great film. Yeah. And they filmed uh, some of that right here in Chicago. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, great job. This is a, a segment I told you made for you. Next one, 2013. So, what do you say? You mean to tell me that if I put you in at Union Carbide at a 7, it took you out at 32? Texas Instruments at 11 and took you out at 47? U.S. Steel at 16 took you out at 41? You wouldn't be saying to me right now, Chester... Pick me up a few thousand shares of Disney on the spot right now. Come on. I mean, honestly, Kevin, honestly, seriously? <laughs> I, I don't know you. You you cold called me. You're a total stranger. I have a complete agreement with you. You don't know me. So I don't just know take you. I'm going to introduce myself to you. My name is Alton Kupferberg. Bobby Feinberg. Chester May. All right, so that's Leonardo DiCaprio movie where. Yes. Ah. That's the one. He also produced it. Exactly. Yeah. And it's all about um It's all about what? Because that's the it, title. It's, it's it's all about uh what? It's not Wall Street, but yes, it's all, it is. It's, yes, it's, it that's is. Wall Street. It is. That was Wall Street and it's is called it? Yeah, it's yeah, but what's it called? What's it called, Carl? Um Come on, I can help you out here. The stock market. Well, no, it's got um, Wall Street in the title, um, so I'm gonna give you that. The, the Wolf of Wall there Street. There it is. Woo! Nice work. Wow, I worked That's, it out. I guess you did. The Wolf Directed of Wall by Street. Martin Scorsese. Yeah. And it's based on a 2000 memoir, Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And um, that was Leonardo DiCaprio and Jonah Hill. And yep. uh, Leonardo won Best Actor at the Golden Globe Awards for this movie. And a uh, cool film. Yeah. You like that one? Yeah. Wow. Definitely. So good. Now, this I next. I saw it a film, long time ago. And Margot yeah. Robbie's in it, too. I don't think you uh, saw it. She's, she plays oh, his yeah. wife in it. Oh, sorry, I didn't mention Don't miss her. <laughs> her. I mean, she, she was great in it. I'm sure she was. All right. <laughs> she was. I wouldn't want to miss her. No. All right. Well, this next film, quite mm-hmm. interesting. Yes. Um, not one of my favorites, but one of yours. Mm-hmm. 1994. 94. All right. Well, you can walk into a movie theater in Amsterdam and buy a beer. And I don't mean just like a little paper cup. I'm talking about a glass of beer. And in Paris, you can buy a beer at McDonald's. And you know what they call a, a, a quarter pounder with cheese? Royale with cheese. They don't call it a quarter pounder with cheese? Oh, man, they got the metric system. They wouldn't know what the quarter pounder is. And what do they call it? They call it the Royale with cheese. <laughs> all right, one of the greatest films of all time, Pulp Fiction. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Written and directed by... Um, yeah. Yep. 
Mm-hmm, that guy. Yep, him, yeah. Quentin mm-hmm. Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. And who did we hear in that That was, that was um, Not John Travolta. <laughs> John Travolta. And um, can't remember his well, name. Well, that's yeah. okay. We have yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. Bruce Willis. And who is the, I don't want to forget the female here. Um, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Yeah. Nominated for seven Academy Awards, including Best Picture and one Best Original Screenplay. Wow. And uh, that's uh, quite a movie. Yes. Uh, not, not my kind of movie, but, yeah, but quite a movie nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, fabulous. All right, one to go. I uh, think you've got this. Am I going to get it? Yes, you are. I've oh, got yeah. it. Sweep. You'll get it. Next Sweep. week, I'm not going to be so nice. 1990. Okay. But Jimmy and I could never be made because we had Irish blood. It didn't even matter that my mother was Sicilian. To become a member of a crew, you've got to be 100% Italian so they can trace all your relatives back to the old country. <laughs> and that's all you need. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's Ray Liotta there, and uh, that is yep. Goodfellas. Goodfellas, one Good of your fellas. favorites, directed by Martin Scorsese. Exactly, and it's a film adaptation of the 1985 book called Wise Guy. Yeah, and of course, you know who's in it: Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci. Uh, you know the rest. Yeah, uh, the film was nominated for six Academy Awards, um, including Best Picture and Best Director. And Joe Pesci won for Best Supporting Actor. Well, great job, Lisa. Well, great job, Carl. Pick some movies for a change right. that I could get. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, don't get too used to it. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. When we come back, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. Don't miss it. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Edgar Bergen became a ventriloquist at a very young age, Lisa. He had a uh, carpenter create a dummy called Charlie McCarthy. And the duo became uh, talent show headliners in their hometown of Chicago while Bergen was attending Northwestern University. And they made their radio debut on the Rudy Valley Show in 1936. You would think, okay, how is a ventriloquist going to do a good job on the radio? But believe it or not, they were a huge success. And Chase and Sanborn Coffee gave them their own radio show, and it was the highest-rated program in the history of radio. Even knowing that Bergen provided the voice Listeners perceived Charlie was a genuine person. They just thought it was two people doing, you know, like a... It makes no sense that it works. And then he had two other dummies, the slow-witted Mortimer Schnurd and the man-hungry spinster Effie Klinker. In 1941, Bergen married fashion model Frances Westerman, and one year later, future actress Candace Bergen was born. And in 1978, after 48 years in show business, Bergen sent his monocled, top-hatted partner to the Smithsonian Institution. We have a broadcast for you now from October 26, 1947. And this program originates from Van Nuys High School in Van Nuys, California. The guest, Richard Widmark. Here's part one now of the Edgar Bergen, Charlie McCarthy Show. Coffee bring you the Charlie McCarthy Show. 
This is Ken Carpenter, ladies and gentlemen, greeting you from Van Nuys High School, Van Nuys, California, on behalf of Edgar Bergen, Charlie McCarthy, Ray Noble of his orchestra, Anita Gordon, Mortimer Stern, Pat Patrick as Ursula Twing, Jack Mather, Gloria Blondell, and our special guest, Richard Whitmark. And here are Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. <laughs> Lovely Van Nuysians, Yes. And we have as our special guest today 100 sailors from the Pacific Fleet in honor of the Navy. Yeah. Well, ahoy there, mates. Welcome. <laughs> I guess they're there, all right. <laughs> Charlie? Yeah, Bergen? I, I want to talk with you man to man. Well, I'd be glad to. Later on when I become a man. <laughs> What's eating you? Well... This morning, I wanted to take the baby for a ride, but I couldn't find her buggy. No? Do you know anything about the perambulator? Well, it, 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 it was okay when I made coffee in it this morning. No, no, not the percolator. Oh. Charlie? Yeah? I want the plain, unadulterated truth. You do? Yes. Well, I don't know. This is going to require a certain amount of retooling. Uh, <laughs> You know, Charlie, they say the truth is beautiful. It is? Yes. <laughs> Ain't I ugly? Yes. <laughs> I'm asking you, where is the baby buggy? Oh, cut it out, will you, gee whiz. Now it's the baby buggy. Yesterday it was, don't leave your marbles around. And then it was, don't leave any buttons on the floor. Well, that's because the baby eats everything. Well, maybe she ate the buggy. No, no. <laughs> you mean then, Charlie, you honestly don't know where the buggy is? I'm dead sure I haven't the faintest idea. And you haven't seen it? I'm dead sure I haven't. You're certain? I'm dead sure. Yeah. Well, I... I found the buggy wheels in your room. I'm dead. Yes. <laughs> Now, Charlie, what I want to know is, why did I find the wheels in your room? Explain that. Well, I... I guess I just didn't hide them well enough. How'd you find out? Did the baby squeal on me? Of course not. Huh? She doesn't talk. Smart kid. <laughs> well, I ain't talking either, bud. Yeah. How did the wheels get in your room? I don't know, sir. It's kind of hazy. All I can remember is I was... I was standing by the buggy with a monkey wrench in one hand and, and the wheels in the other. I don't know how it happened. I don't know. <laughs> Why didn't you ask me for a set of wheels? Well, this way I, I'm, I was sure of getting them. I see. What do you want them for? For my soapbox racer. Oh, I see. Well, Charlie, I, I am ashamed of you. Well, you'll be proud of me, Bergen, when, when I win the soapbox derby. Are you sure you're going to win? Sure. How are you so Sure. I know a shortcut. Oh. <laughs> what did you do with the rest of the carriage? Well, it looked so junky standing there without his wheels that I sold it to a junk man for $3. Well, what would a junk man want with a baby carriage without wheels? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's got a baby who doesn't like to travel. Or... <laughs> what did you do with the $3? I paid a printing bill for some stickers. I... Gang had made up stickers. Yeah. What's your gang up to now, Charlie? Well, you know Halloween's coming, so so we go around to the storekeepers, and for twenty five cents we we sell them protection. You sell them protection. Yeah. 
We put a sticker on their window that says, no soap. No soap, I... <laughs> you, you know, Bergen, there, there's a lot of nasty kids around here that, that soap up windows on Halloween. Yes. So you charge them 25 cents to keep from having their windows soaped. Yeah. Suppose they don't pay. Oh, oh, oh boy. They only snare them up good. Yeah. <laughs> Our motto is, if you want to stay clean, come clean. I did. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Charlie... That is nothing short of racketeering. It is? Yeah. See, I'm almost as tough as that Tommy Udo, huh? You know, the guy in Kiss of Death? Yeah, you mean Richard Widmark? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's colorful stuff. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, young man, you've gone too far this time. I'm going to do something about this racketeering business. Well, Slalbergen, get a cape, the cake is open. I'll show you a way to get the stickers. Wait a minute. <laughs> And the orchestra just a few fights and fussing. After all these years, you still can't remember my name. Why, it's simply inexcusable. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Hello, Mr. Excusable. (laughs) Say, what makes your clothes look so peculiar today, Mortimer? Well, maybe it's because I'm in them. Yeah, maybe so, yeah. Yeah. Mortimer, your clothes, they've shrunk up something awful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My pants are so tight that the back of my lap is purple in the face. Is that so? Look how, look how your coat is shrunk here, too. Yeah, yeah, I either got to get longer sleeves or shorter arms. Yes, you know. Now, what on earth made your clothes shrink like that? Well, you'll see, I'm, uh, I'm raising turkeys for Thanksgiving, you know. Yes, yeah. And um, 
Where was I? Erasing chair. Oh, yeah, erasing chair, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yesterday I seen a sign on the building downtown that said, um, said uh, turkey baths, it said, see? Yeah. Turkish baths. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. Well, it said it. It said it. <laughs> Why do you think anyone would want to give a turkey a bath? Oh, so it'd be all white meat, I suppose. No. Uh, <laughs> Well, did you go in the Turkish bath? Yeah, yeah, but when I got in there, um, an awful fog rolled in. A fog rolled in? Yeah. <laughs> it was so foggy I couldn't see my thumb in front of my nose. I see. Yeah. Well, you, you were in a steam room. Yeah? Yes. You know what steam is, don't you? Well, sure. Uh, what? What? <laughs> you have to be an awful fool not to know what steam is. Well, um, I'm your boy. Yeah, I... <laughs> uh, well, steam is water in the form of a gaseous vapor. Now, this vapor being water transformed into globules or particles of liquid by the cooling temperature of the atmosphere. Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, quit hee-hawing out there, will you? I don't say that. These people are our welcome guests. Well, you're welcome to them. Oh, no, no. <laughs> now, let's get back to the steam room. No, not me. Not after being lost in there since yesterday. Oh, <laughs> you spent the night there. Well, no wonder your clothes shrunk up so. Well, you ought to see some of the other fellows in there. Oh, boy. Their clothes were so shrunk up it looked like they was wearing nothing but a towel. A towel. <laughs> well, you see, those men were in there to lose weight. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. You see, heat or steam opens the pores. Mm-hmm. And when the pores are open... The birds begin to sing. No. <laughs> Mortimer, you seem more stupid than ever today. Why is that? Well, today I'm observing Brainless Sunday. <laughs> All right, that is the first portion of the Edgar Bergen Charlie McCarthy show going back to October 26th. 1947, their special guest uh, will arrive in a moment. Richard Widmark, and a good episode sponsored by Royal Pudding and Chase and Sanborn Coffee. I know you don't drink coffee, Lisa, but you I do don't. drink tea. Yes, so, I do. <laughs> um, but Chase and Sanborn, do they have tea? I wonder. Is Chase and Sanborn even around? Probably, right? Is Chase and Sanborn Coffee still around? I don't know. That's I'll a, look it up. Well, don't look right now, but um, let's look on the on the break. Okay. Check it out. <laughs> She's about to look right now. I'm talking well, to you right now. It You're takes gonna, a second. Going to have me talk to myself it only for a takes whole a minute here. <laughs> Chasing Sanborn Coffee. Is it still around? Hey, when you were a kid and you had your uh, your Edgar Bergen or Charlie McCarthy dummy, I should say. Yes. Um, did you do shows for people or was it just for your family? It was for my own personal enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> you just, just uh, you would it was just stand a thing in front I of the appreciated mirror. Doing for, nope, I didn't even use a mirror. I just you didn't did use it for a mirror. Me. No. Yeah. I just did it for me, just as a you, creative outlet. And you put it on your lap. It was just like you know. I used to put them on my shoulder. On your shoulder. Uh huh. 
and and you would do the Edgar Bergen voice. Uh, I mean, the Charlie McCarthy voice. I, I just did a different voice. I don't know what voice I used. It was I, a long time ago. I'm like 35 now. I wish you had like a video of that. Ago. I really wish you had a video. I wish of that. I did too. All right, I more just... <laughs> of Hollywood 360 after this short break. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, The Whistler, and Abbott and Costello, consider joining the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time. As curator, the 10 shows I select will be the best sound quality and the most popular, along with a rare show sprinkled in to add to the fun. I'll also send you historical liner notes, plus photos of the radio stars. Members also receive an email each week with a link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show. The links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 whenever you'd like. The first month membership fee is only $1, with each additional month under $10. And you can cancel at any time with no obligation. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you're supporting this show, so we thank you very much. Join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. So what's the verdict? Uh, yes, it is still uh, Chase and Sanborn Coffee, still sold. I saw it on Amazon, and so is Royal Pudding as well. Really? Yes. Both of these sponsors are still around. Very cool. All right. So Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy did a great job. See? They have so many customers that they're still That's buying right. They're the still product. in business. <laughs> you know, I was doing some math earlier. You know, is that, math, is that pretty, right? math I'm pretty good at, actually. Well, sure, Lisa. because you liked your math teacher. Yeah, <laughs> I did like my math teacher. Um, but, yeah, I was doing some math. And, you know, this is pretty cool when you break down the numbers. So if you join the Classic Radio Club, the digital membership, it's $9.99 a month, right? And what do you get for that, right? You get, are you ready for this, Lisa? You get 408 radio shows a year. You know how that's possible? I know. Because you get 34 half-hour shows a month. And here's why. Because when you join the Classic Radio Club for only $9.99 a month on the digital program, you get the 10 shows that we offer through the club, along with detailed liner notes, photos of the radio star. So that's 10 a month, right? Then you get... The Hollywood 360 show emailed to you each and every week, and there's five half-hour shows a week in there. And then you also get the Radio Rarities podcast, so that's another half-hour show every week. So that's a total of 34 classic radio shows a month. And if you times that by 12, it's 408. That's more than one half-hour show a day Dang, because yeah. last time I checked, there was 365 days <laughs> in a year. That's pretty good math, Carl. So it's really... Did someone um, help you with that? No, I no? figured it all out myself. <laughs> Plus, you not only get the 408 classic radio shows, you get all those liner notes, you get the photos of the stars, you get 52 five-hour Hollywood 360 shows. So all of our banter and fun and games and all that. You also get the 52 radio rarities. I mean, it's a lot of stuff, and we like to give our listeners, and of course, we appreciate our listeners, and when you support the club, folks, when you do join the club, you are supporting this Hollywood 360 show, so we, we really thank you, because um, 
you know, that's how we put this whole thing together. You know, this isn't, uh, it's not free. It's not like the air, you know. And we really appreciate when you help us out by joining the Classic Radio Club. To learn more, check out our new and improved Classic Radio Club website. We just launched our uh, 2.0 of the Classic Radio Club website at ClassicRadioClub.com. ClassicRadioClub.com. Com. Hope you'll join. All right, we're listening to Charlie McCarthy along with Edgar Bergen and their special guest, Richard Widmark. Let's go back to October 26th, 1947 for the conclusion. You know, Ray, I wish Charlie was as naive as Mortimer. I'd be a happy man. Then. Yes, I should say so, Edgar. I mean, after all, selling protection from window soaping. The little racketeer. <laughs> what is it that's so exciting about being a hoodlum? I don't know, old boy. Frankly, I've never hoodled. No, I haven't. <laughs> Charlie has now reached the age where it's smart to be tough. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. I've reached the age where it's tough to be smart, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I've got to think of something, and in short order, too. I don't know Edgar, why. Edgar, I hope you'll forgive me for barging in like this. Why, Richard Widmark. Well... I uh, was listening to your program, and I know just what you're going through with Charlie. So uh, I came over to offer some help. Well, Richard, if you have a solution, I wish you'd tell me what it is. Well, Edgar, don't be too upset about Charlie. It's a stage all kids go through. Well, I agree with you, but it's going a little too far when his gang is getting into this petty protection racket. Yes, yes, you've got something there. But uh, I think a few of my friends and I can cure him. I hope so. Sure, all you do... All you do is tell Charlie that all the gangsters hang out at the Bronze Casket Cafe mm. at 1313 Skull Street. Wow. And I'll be waiting there. I'll really <laughs> scare him. Yes, but uh, just how will you go about it? Well, I'll do that Tommy Udo character that I did in Kiss of Death. I like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the lovely girl and a lovely song. Anita Gordon and How Soon. How Oh, I 
you're still mad at me, Bergen? Yes, I am, Charlie. Yeah? Yes. And don't you dare go near the Brown's Casket Cafe at 1313 Skull Street. Why? Because Udo and his gang hang out there. They do? Yes. I want you to keep away from there. Do you understand? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> now, just to be sure I know what place to keep away from, what was the address again? 1313 Skull Street. 1311, 1313. Brown's Cascade. That's it, that's it, that's it. <laughs> Shouldn't go in there. <laughs> There's no harm in just going in and talking with them. I can be as tough as they are and twice as scared. You know. <laughs> oh, they got one of those, too. Gee, there's no one in here but the waitress. I'll talk to her. Hiya, gorgeous. Hello, short-haired, red-haired. <laughs> You're new around here, ain't you? Yeah. What's your handle? Yeah, would... <laughs> just call me... Just call me the Tarzana Terror. <laughs> Well, I heard a lot about you. Well, babe, I've done a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you look kind of sweet. What's your name? Slaughterhouse Sal. <laughs> well, you're the dish for me, babe. Listen, miss, if you're insulting me by trying to date me, I get off at midnight. <laughs> Do you believe in love at first sight? I have to. I never see him a second time. Uh... <laughs> well, this is a real thing, Slaughterhouse. Don't you know true love when you see it? Excite me. When I look into your eyes, I hear a small burst within me. It whispers. What does it say, honey? What does it say? It says, watch that guy, he's a stinker. <laughs> Maybe you don't know it, but I'm you don't, gal. Well, uh-oh. Uh, disregard everything I said. Uh, <laughs> uh, where, where is, uh, where is you don't? He's in the back room there. Uh-oh, wait a minute. You know the password? Yeah, yeah, the password, it's, 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 uh, oh, it slips my mind for the mole. What is it? It's shade grown. Shade grown. That's using the old bean. (laughs) (laughs) The guy is trigger happy. You want something? Or are you just nosing around, punk? Well, it's like this, bud. I've been working solo, but now I want to tie in with a mob. Yeah? Well, we play rough. Just how tough are you? Oh, am I tough? Ding! <laughs> well, only yesterday, I, I parked me bike in the red zone. Last night after curfew, I walked right past the police station. Whistling yet. <laughs> well, imagine it. So you sound like fit company for you, though. Yeah, is you your real name? Nah, it's my pen name. I stuck up a rubber factory in Akron and got three years. Quite a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I could use another guy, but you're just a kid. I'll bet you haven't even started shaving yet. You mean there's another use for razor blades besides cutting throats? <laughs> yeah, that's cute, that's cute, that's very cute Yeah, you work out real nice 
We split everything three ways. Yeah. Why three ways? I'm leading a double life. Oh. <laughs> okay, when do we start? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to try out to see how you work. Got your gun? Yeah, well, uh, I left it in my bulletproof vest. Uh, okay, yeah. here's my 45. Oh, thank you. Now, you see that guy eating at that table there? Yeah. Go on over and stick him up. That's an easy job. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, all right, here I go, here I go. Uh, uh, pardon me, sir. That's, can't you see I'm busy eating a nurse there still? I thought you'd ask, <laughs> Well, well, sir, pardon me, sir. This is this is a stick-up. Ah, uh, go away, I'm eating. No, no kidding. Really, really, truly. Ah, uh, give me that gun and scram. Oh, oh, you know, he took my rod. He took my rod. My name is Ursula Twing Graham, uh, and I'm a reporter for the uh, San Fernando Gopher. Oh. <laughs> gopher, right. huh? For the Gopher, that we really dig up the dirt. Oh, a gentleman, <laughs> a gentleman of the press. Well, huh? I, I, I'm a cub reporter. Uh, uh, yes, a cub reporter, and I am here to get the bare facts. <laughs> if you're a reporter, I'm a monkey's uncle. Well, I didn't come here to discuss your relatives, <laughs> but I, I do have a nose for news. Well, it must be for news because it don't do nothing for your face. <laughs> that's very cute. Uh, my nose is not only for news because I smell too. Well, that's the way you impress me. <laughs> well, Smarty, uh, I'm here to get an interview uh, with that ruffian, you doll. <laughs> now, look, Squid, I don't want you to write nothing about me, see? And I don't like your face. Well, I don't exactly like yours either, so there. <laughs> My face is where I don't have to look at it, and yours is. <laughs> You're just plain, everyday nasty. That's all, and I'm going to write that down right here in my column. Let's see. Uh, you doll is a nasty, uncouth... Ouch! You see this gun? <laughs> I want a retraction. Well, for goodness sakes, my gosh, I'm retracting just as fast as this little old eraser can retract. <laughs> you know... You know, I think this would be a good night to take you for a little ride. A ride? Oh, goody, goody, royal pudding. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can call out my friends in, in Calabasas. <laughs> we might as well tell him. Yeah, go ahead, tell him. We're gonna kill you. <gasps> Why, that's a scoop. I must call my paper. <laughs> I've been stabbed all <laughs> <laughs> you know, kid, I like you. I like you a lot. I like you fine. I'm going to let you in on a bank job we're pulling tonight. Yeah, well, I'm supposed to write an essay about our little feathered friends, the Titwillows. Yeah, you can do that in the morning. Yeah. Now, here's the layout. About midnight, we'll go to the bank. Yeah. You handle the Tommy gun. Uh -huh. And when the watchman comes around, you cut him in half. What good is a half a watchman? <laughs> do I have to kill him? Sure, it ain't no fun letting him live. <laughs> you ain't yellow, are you? No, oh no, no, it's it's just a light in here, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're all set, ain't you? Yeah, well, look, I even got a, a junior G-man set of handcuffs here. Yeah, what good are them? Well, I'll tell you. See, I can snap one on your wrist and the other one on mine. Yeah. Hey, what's the idea of that, chum? 
I decided I don't like this murder stuff and I'm going to turn you in. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you've done a lot of deciding, ain't you, Ted? Yeah. The worm has turned into a snake in the grass. I got you handcuffed to me, though. Are you going to come along quietly? Uh, you <laughs> little squitch who dangle like a charm on my wrist. Yeah, but I can yell for police pretty loud, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I'd better go down to the river and wash my hands nice and slow. <laughs> Underwater, I like to see bubbles. No, 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 anything but that. Or maybe no. I could gouge out your eyes and tie your ears on the top of your head. No, please, please, I'm just a kid. And I you'd look real nice in a block of cement. <laughs> please, let me live with you. I'm just a baby. I'm puny. All right, look, if I let you go, will you stay away from here? Yeah, I've learned my lesson. I'm through with rackets. Okay, then, let's see how fast you can get out of here. Yeah, I'm going to go, sir. I'm going to Hey, go. that door's locked. Heck with the door. I'm going through the wall. <laughs> Edgar and Charlie will be back in just a moment. Put this in your book to remember for sure. It's a way to save the day. An old friend's back in town, Royal Gelatin Desserts. Yes, back and better than ever. And that's grand news for the whole family. Children especially love Royal Gelatin Desserts' gay, tempting colors. There's seven luscious fruit-like flavors, each more delicious than the other. So look for Royal Gelatin Desserts. If your grocer doesn't have them, remember we're shipping them to him as fast as we can. So keep asking. You'll be delighted with the welcome your family gives Royal Gelatin Desserts. Royal puddings are plentiful again. Those super-duper Royal puddings that taste not just delicious, but more delicious, according to folks who use them. And 1,052 told why they switched to Royal from other popular brands. Eight out of ten said Royal puddings taste more delicious. You'll agree when you try Royal chocolate pudding. As a wonderful flavor, reminds you of fine milk chocolate. Be sure to try it. Charlie, did Richard Whitmark scare you? Did he? I'm, I'm still shaking. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we're going to be in New York next week. Oh, that's good. Wow, New York. Yes, and we're going to have as our guest, Fred Allen. That's bad, fully. Uh, <laughs> good night, folks. The American Bakers Association meets in Chicago this week to celebrate its golden anniversary. For 50 years, this organization has been helping bakers serve America with the most nourishing, wholesome, and delicious baked goods in all the world. May the American Bakers Association be even more successful during the next half century. This week, when you're buying groceries, ask for Royal Puddings and Chase and Sanborn Coffee. Richard Whitmark appeared through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox, producers of Daryl F. Zanuck's Gentleman's Agreement. This is Ken Carpenter speaking to you from Van Nuys High School, Van Nuys, California. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. That's the Charlie McCarthy Show, October 26, 1947. Special guest, Richard Widmark, sponsored by Royal Pudding and Chase and Sanborn Coffee. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, Lisa, what did we order for Mee's Meals this week? Oh, wow. We ordered a lot of things. So Mike got shrimp cakes, right, Mike? Mm. Um, 
um, Carl, uh, you're testing here. You got some t- sort of steak udon. Yeah, steak dish. with over udon noodles. Right, and I ordered. It's called drunken noodles with tofu. That's perfect for you tofu because you and, like the uh, because I Roma, like Roma wines. The Roma wines. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna get some great stuff, and when we get it, we'll post some videos of us preparing it. Yeah, Mies meals. They're the best, folks. Check their website out. MeesMeals.com. And when you enter promo code CARL at checkout, you can have 50% off your first order. What do you think of that? Try Mees Meals. Get 50% off. Use the promo code CARL at checkout. And Mees is spelled M-E-E-Z Meals.com. MeesMeals.com. We will, uh, when we get our food, we'll, we'll make a little video. We'll post it. We'll tell you all about it. But I'm telling you, Mees Meals is the best. Check them out, MeesMeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code CARL. Save 50% off your first order. All right, time now for This Month in Music History. And we had some listeners who wanted me to go back a little bit more toward the era of classic radio. I went back to the 50s, which is the end of classic radio. Mm -hmm. But uh, here's our first song. This is from 1954. Mr. Sandman. Mr. Sandman. Although mm-hmm. they've not named that tune, but you're getting ready. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Bum, bum, bum. So catchy. So this was first recorded in 1954 by Vaughn Monroe and his orchestra, mm-hmm. but later that year by the Cordettes, and that's the version we're listening to right oh, now. Really? The Cordettes single reached number one on all three of Billboard's popular music charts. Wow. And here, this is what bum, we have. Bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. It's almost like NBC. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, right. Your magic dream, Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, it's a great song. It is. It's great. Very so, catchy. Mm-hmm. All right. More Enjoy of it. Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, it's the adventures of Sherlock Holmes from 1946. And we'll also play Beat the Host, right, Lisa? Uh, that's right. It's all about Barry Gibb. Uh, oh, he uh, just had a birthday, turned 76. So if you'd like to be on the air, play uh, Beat the Host with us. Give us a call at 312-642-5600. We're looking for caller number nine. All right. We'll see you soon. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.